Hello, folks. Welcome to Culture Dumps. I'm Ryan Lichten. I'm Parks Miller. We're going to do something a little different today. Um, we've been gone for a bit, by the way, so uh, welcome back to us. It's been a while. What have we been up to? What have you been up oh, to? Oh, well, it was just my birthday. That's right. Hell yeah. Happy birthday. Happy yeah. birthday to me. Um, I, uh, I did a lot of things, but uh, I... Also didn't do a lot of shit. I'm 35 now. Uh, you know, it wasn't like the craziest of birthdays. I saw my family, blah, blah, blah. But I did take an entire baguette <laughs> and I sliced it and I made like a whole ass sandwich. Like a like Scooby-Doo? A, yeah, like a Scooby-Doo, like a, um, <laughs> the com- like the comic Blondie, right. Dagwood, the Dag, like it was, I just loaded it up. <laughs> and then I mean I didn't eat it all. I didn't eat it all in one sitting. Are you sure you turned thirty five? Because you're describing like an ideal like sixty three year old birthday. Like well, I just yeah, made a big def- sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely feel like that all the time. Uh, <laughs> you know, just I I also saw this artist uh, Swamp Dog. He's this R and B singer. Oh, I've He's heard been of around him since the seventies, and he's great. He wrote a um. He like he's had these brushes with success. He wrote a song uh, for Johnny Paycheck that was oh, actually yeah. like a hit song. And Johnny Paycheck, oh Swamp is an awesome Dog, country singer, dude. Fuck yeah. it. he's in uh, Tales from the Tour Bus. Yeah, he's got. Yeah, he's just this. He has been around forever. I mean, actually, he started in the '60s, and uh, he's got. He mixes like he puts out all these albums, and, and like his music is like serious, like legit, like funky R and B psychedelic rock shit but then he has all these weird album covers and weird album titles and he takes these like goofy looking pictures like it almost looks like a tim and eric style photo shoot for his album covers uh but then his live show he just goes on these rants oh uh, as long as he feels like and he was like he was telling a story about being you know, a black singer in the 60s and experiencing discrimination uh, from these like white venues. And you really and you think, you know, there's this like soul music playing. You think that's going to be this kind of like this lesson. But he keeps just like being like, oh, uh, what, what, what was I saying? And like, <laughs> it was just, and then he and then he told like an eight minute story about the difference between like Viagra and Cialis and how he's like still takes that stuff even though he's like 70 something. He's like just to stay uh, awake. But just anytime <laughs> but he just he went on these so the music but then anytime he'd go back into music you're like damn this is so good. But that being the reason why I thought of that is because you could tell the band was kind of like whenever he would just start rambling you could kind of tell they were like sort of doing this smile like yeah 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 but you know like we're here to play music. Uh, but no one's going to tell grandpa to stop talking. And I was no. just like, damn, that's awesome. Like, I I want to just kind of be 70 years old and just tell, like, an uncomfortable story. You know, you're like, oh, no, grandpa's <laughs> talking about his penis. Like, where's the story going to go? You know? Yeah, he uh, so. yeah, he was on Tales from the Tour Bus. If you guys haven't seen that, you must. It, it's actually hard to find now. Um, you can find the – there's two seasons, um, but it's the Mike Judge show. We've talked about it before, I think, where um, – it's like, you know, the legend of a of a of a music artist, and they uh, went and filmed the real interviews, but then they animate the interviews and then mm-hmm. animate the stories, you know. And uh, yeah. yeah, Swamp Dog is in the Johnny Paycheck one, and he said that uh, he had a teeny weeny. He's like, I think he was upset <laughs> about his teeny weeny, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Swamp Dog is definitely sort of like a legend. He's been around forever. And if you have the chance to see him perform live, you got to do it. It's a it's a very unique kind of one of a kind show. Um, That being said, I also did just recently watch a couple episodes of The Good Family. Speaking of Mike Judge, which was kind of like, you know, so how King of the Hill is sort of poking at the the Southern, the Texas, the conservative, like American family. And then The Good Family was the show that he did in the early 2000s, I think, like, in Obama years. And it is, like, poking fun at, like, the liberal family. Uh, uh, but the yeah. show did not get nearly the success. Oh, I think King I've seen did. that. Yeah. Um, I think mainly because I think Judge has a lot more sympathy 
for the character. Like, the, the characters in King of the Hill feel so real. And, like, they feel like people you have sympathy for. Even if they say something that might be perceived as ignorant, you know that they're coming from, like, a very human place. And I think yeah. Judge doesn't really extend the same courtesy to his <laughs> liberal family he creates. So they are just, like, the most annoying characters you could ever imagine and it, and i didn't get to the point whether they become like a little more relatable or not but it is i doubt it funny um <laughs> i uh no i had a buddy that that actually worked as a background illustrator for tales from the tour bus and uh he uh yeah he said that the the production room like there was like the animator room and the illustrator room and then there was like the production offices where like mike judge would hang out and right. he said that like the vibe between like the difference in the vibes between like all of the young hip like animators versus like the old like producer writer dogs like he's like yeah i would just like go in there and they'd just be like listening to acdc with like Infowars playing and they'd just be like laughing their asses <laughs> off at it and, like <laughs> yeah and like i guess yeah. he fired someone like like legend has it he fired someone for saying acdc sucked <laughs> he was just like okay you gotta go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is fucking hilarious oh my god uh, I went to a one-of-a-kind show, um, even though they do it a lot, and I guess they do it all over the place. But uh, I went to a wrestling event at this bar out here, uh -huh. Knucklehead, and uh, it was called, mm. called uh, Barroom Blitz. And I saw pictures of, like, other wrestling events that they did there, and they do, like, the deathmatch shit with, like, the light bulbs and fucking, like, you know, like, cut-you-up shit. And they would have mm. a ring set up, like, outside, but this time they didn't, and the wrestling is just in the bar. So, like... Mm -hmm. They're like, like, and then there was a band playing too. So a band's playing, and then like these two like ripped Japanese dudes are just like tearing each other apart with like chairs in the middle of the bar and like getting up on the bar and body slamming like on the concrete floor and shit. Oh. Yeah, and, and you're just standing around, and there's just like, like the ring is just four guys that are just like, stay back, keep back, and like just like push everyone to make like a small yeah. circle. And uh, I, I tried to take video, but then when I watched it back, like, it's almost unwatchable because you just hear me go, kill him! Cut his fucking head off! <laughs> I, like, ruined my own fucking video by having those too much are, I mean, fun. Those are sometimes the best videos, weren't they? Yeah, but, uh, yeah, besides In that, the... yeah, I've, I've been uh, working on our, our next episode. This is episode 99. Fucking 99. It's, uh, Dang. yeah. All thanks to you, Ryan. No, All thanks to you. No Pushing one would hear them if you didn't upload them, you know? Yeah, yeah but you the, you the pusher man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Swamp Dog, easy. Rubbed up on you. Um, but, yeah, no, it's fucking crazy. Um, I've been working on the the next episode and, and next couple uh, very hard. So today we wanted to keep it a little bit loose. You're going to tell them what it is. We're going gonna, gonna, we're gonna to tease it out. You're going to tell them what it is, the next episode? Uh, well, uh, yeah, sure. I mean, we, we you know, uh, on our Patreon, I have a show that I do called Ryan's Report, where I kind of just do, like, current events and, like, you know, whatever's happening in pop culture. I just did a Pee Wee tribute uh, the other day. They're short. You know, they're, they're usually mm -hmm. less than, like, less than, you know, 30 minutes. They're, like, usually 15 or 20 minutes. But, um, and I always say what the next episode is going to be uh so people on patreon have uh, patreon.com slash culture dumps have known about this for a while mm -hmm. but episodes 100 through through i want to say 104 i think it's going to take four episodes but mm. we're gonna finally get to anna nicole smith yeah 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 which which and that is like mm -hmm. I mean before we started Culture Dumps, we you know we were still doing Podcast ninety nine, but when we were getting closer to finishing covering Woodstock ninety nine, which of course is the ultimate Culture Dump, um, right? Like the idea I think we had originally was just to do an Anna Nicole podcast. I mean Anna Nicole is maybe also uh, the ult. I mean it's up there with like if you had to pick like a top five Culture Dump. Oh, uh, she's and I know, in the top three. The subject, the person, the legend, the myth uh, is very near and dear to Ryan's heart. And, uh, you know, getting to, and my know, penis. <laughs> getting to know Ryan, I've also, you know, gotten to know Anna much better. And, yeah, it's 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 going to be a big one. It's I mean, we're not going to talk too much about her now, obviously, but it will be there will be many ups and downs, many twists and turns, unexpected um and it's true oh you know, yeah dude tragic figure 
Um, but that's right. another, you yeah, know, it, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash culture dumps, because you do get Ryan's report. He's uploading great videos. Um, you know, there's all sorts of good stuff there. And I will say also this episode 99 slide is going to, it sometimes has the looser format of a show we do on the Patreon called squirts and it's a little more yeah 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 this could have been a squirt Uh, yeah so so it's it's a little it's a little taste of like kind of what you get if you sign up to our patreon well and it's like you know i've been doing like anna research i mean essentially since we started this show so like as we were getting closer like like with the louis louis and stuff i was just like so not feeling it like because i just Mm want to get to it so that's why i didn't want to like you know, take yeah. a break from all the shit I've been doing for that uh, in order to do a, a real episode. But think of that like like this episode. Think of it as like culture dumps is like doing culture dumps as the dump. Like we're gonna talk, we're, dumps we're, is the dump. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk um, about about the show. Um, you know what? One more thing, though. Uh, you've mentioned the Pee Wee tribute. We got a, you know, Sinead O'Connor. Rest in yeah, peace. Rest in peace. Uh, yeah. She she was a she was a dump. Uh I mean she's so much more than a dump, but she right. was one of our yeah. episodes. Uh so you know, it's kinda interesting because uh part of that is that she was gonna go on this big tour and then her son committed suicide. Yeah. And then she canceled the tour and it was very tragic. And uh I think like there's a lot of factors, you know, plus just the very kind of difficult life she had. Um, I mean, pretty much after the fricking Pope incident on SNL, I mean, she had Which now everyone career. like reps her for that. Like it was all over TikTok, like how badass that was. It was just goes to show right. you like she was a, a, ahead of her time, you know? Um, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that was um, actually that was uh, so sad. A- another thing I've been doing, <laughs> let's make this about me. Uh, so another, <laughs> another thing <laughs> that, that I've been doing uh, lately that I, I'm, I'm fairly enjoying, not that I'm the greatest at it, but I've been uh, doing some stand up. Oh, brother. Kind of getting into that. Yeah. And um, someone that uh, what, what was that one of the nights that was telling me, oh, yeah, I've been listening to your show. And they were actually listening to the Sinead O'Connor episode. And that like, and then checked their phone as the episode was playing, and saw like TMZ like break the story that she died, and was just like, oh yeah. fuck. And I was like, I was just yeah. so happy that we didn't really rip into her like we have done. Like, I mean, but but that's the thing. and I'm gonna t- we'll talk about about that later. But um, yeah. So rest in peace, Sinead. Rest in peace, Pee Wee Herman. I did a, yeah, I did a whole Ryan's report special Pee Wee edition uh, where I, I break down exactly what happened to him legally. By the way, the guy got railroaded. All right, like he like it was total fucking bullshit what happened to him with the with the uh, masturbation arrest. Right, um, right. Yeah, I was gonna go pay tribute by jerking off in a porno theater, but uh, I I was meaning to get to the movies anyway, so you know, I just went and jerked off to Oppenheimer. I, f- <laughs> uh, I feel like he kind of had you. I feel like he had a more of a comeback. Than she, oh, he had the biggest I mean? comeback I mean, in history, dude. Both both were very beloved. Uh, and Shanae like kind of got her due where like people were like, yo, she was, she was about that. She was right. But I feel like Pee Wee kind of, yeah, he definitely got sort of back into the, I don't know what you, the good graces of the public for better or worse, whatever the public opinion is. I I was actually reading an article that came out like, like, like a year after that happened and they took a survey and, uh, over one uh, over like two thirds of all adults surveyed said that they still had no problem showing their kids peewee and like still loved mm-hmm. them. And uh, his big comeback was uh, at the MTV, the VMAs. And he walks out on stage. Everyone's going fucking crazy because no one's seen him in like over a year. And it was such a, mm. such a fall from grace. And he just says, heard any good jokes lately? And like everyone oh. just fucking, it's legendary dude. Like it's goosebump shit. Like, which is funny to think cause it's peewee, but yeah, Paul Rubens, man, genius. There's going to be a an HBO uh, documentary coming out about him um, that I believe was done oh. by the the brothers that did Uncut Gems, <laughs> like they, they the Safdie brothers. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're the ones that okay. that did this Pee Wee documentary. But um, yeah, and then also uh, shout they come in threes. Shout out to uh, Angus Cloud, the uh, yes. Euphoria yeah, actor. I was gonna say the 
Yeah, which pisses me off because, like, okay, like, back when we were in high school and, like, junior high, like, we had kids. Like, the movie Kids was, like, what we – and, like, Kent Park. Mm -hmm. Like, those were, like, the films that you were, like, fucking being young is fucked. Um, Euphoria is that now, you know? and right, um, right. And it, it's fucking great. I, I love that show. And I don't know if anyone watches it. I don't want to do any – you know, give any spoilers away or anything like that. But the fucking cliffhanger – like, I am – so bummed, a just because he's a young guy, you know, he, you know, talented dude. But um, fucking his character was like so quintessential to the cliffhanger, and now, well, now I kind of know if they keep the show going, I know he's like they're just gonna have to fucking kill him off, um, rather than yeah. you know so, something or something else. they could. I'm, tr- I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like kind of um, you know, enter into this cultural conversation because I don't watch enough new stuff, but. They could uh, go the Fast and Furious route and never kill him off, um, which is what they did to. Um, why am I blanking on his name? Paul Walker. Yeah, he never he the, that character. So I just I just watched like all of the Fast and. I've Furious never movies. seen a single one. Um, I wa- I started with Fast Ten, and I was like, I'm just gonna watch Fast Ten. You know why? You know why? And then I was like, "All right, I gotta watch all." I've gone back and watched all of them, and so during the filming, of this is what Fast Parks has been doing, seven, by the way. Instead of uh, us putting out, he's been watching ten fucking movies. <laughs> I need to get a little more current with my stuff, um, but I mean, like watching is like a stretch. Like it's like I'll be cooking food and it's like kind of on. Yeah, while yeah. I'm yeah. In, but anyway, it's interesting because. Fast Seven, what they were filming it when Paul Walker died, and I don't know if it was Vin Diesel, probably a Vin Diesel influence decision that his character Brian doesn't die in the movie. He just basically, it's like when you when you tell when like a parent tells their kid that like the dog's gone off to the country. <laughs> it's like they did that to him, so he's always they always mention him in every subsequent movie. And just like, oh, yeah, Brian, you know, but he's not they can't they don't show him like there's one movie where Vin Diesel finally has a kid and Vin Diesel's character is in danger. So they're like, what are we going to do with our little kid? And they're like, well, oh, we'll let Brian watch him. So he's like become <laughs> this like off screen babysitter. And it makes it like a lot weirder. Like I get maybe it would have been very well, difficult at the time to be like we're gonna have this character die and he just, the actor himself just died but it's very odd to just have him be this like sort of ghostly figure uh that yeah. can't really speak for himself or anything well i mean that's like i've also been watching in just like that the sex in the city reboot which is fucking dog shit dude it is i watched like two episodes of that. oh yeah. man dude it is so yeah. fucking bad but like I'm in too yeah. deep. Like I, I'm totally yeah. caught up. But like they did that with Samantha. Like some like you know Kim Cattrall just didn't like she fucking right. hates right. Sarah Jessica Parker. Didn't want to come back. That. So there's yeah. like oh she lives in London now and like she's still in it. Like they'll text and like it'll show like like mm. texts from Samantha and and I'm like that's kind of fun. but uh they've they've been teasing that she's gonna come back and I know for a mm. fucking fact that if she does if that is true uh, also um she did an interview and and it's like so badass like power woman fucking power move hollywood shit where hbo basically yeah where hbo is basically like oh. write a number down on a piece of paper like like whatever oh. like what will it take and so she literally wrote a number down that it would take and they're like okay and uh, but I know uh, I know for sure that they're going to save it for the last episode. It's going to be in like the last 30 seconds and it's going to be like, hey, girl, and she's going to turn around and see her like <gasps> and then credits. And that's that's what you're going to get. But in, until next season. That's but, a, yeah, that's a good prediction. <laughs> anyway, so let's get into it. Why did we start Culture Dumps? Well, we started Culture Dumps uh, on the tail end of Podcast 99. Yeah. Um, I believe, I mean, we, we still do Podcast 99. We do interviews and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So, which reminds me, if you went to, worked at, or played Woodstock 99, contact us at podcast99official at gmail.com or on Instagram at podcast99. But um, we sure. knew, like, I mean, we never, none of us had ever done a podcast. It was actually Josh, uh, our old co-host, uh, Josh's idea, or, or someone that he knew, one of your guys' friends was like, there should be a podcast was, was- about that. Yeah, it was it was my friend Jace. Yeah. Right, I mean, right. Josh knew him as well. Yeah, yeah. Right. But and we were watching Woodstock '99 videos on YouTube. I mean, I I'll never forget like, the insane. the eureka moment when Josh like we're driving around like smoking a joint or something, and he's like, 
uh, which I don't recommend doing. But uh, he, he was like, <laughs> he was like, uh, dude, you, you ever get into Woodstock '99? Which is yeah. something that I've been into since like junior high. Like, like I mean, like watching yeah. videos and stuff, and like I, I've had the DVD forever. And I was like, dude, I know everything about about Woodstock '99. And then that's just like how how it went. And we never we didn't had no idea how we were going to do it, what the format would be. It all kind of came together until it became like a well-oiled machine. Uh, the oil being alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we At were first, oiling it. The first we like 30 went. episodes I, I not, can't listen yeah. to. Yeah. They're just a little rough. And I think, you know, we thought it'd be kind of fun to like drink and, you know, not that's the end of the world or anything, but it, you do just kind of, it's hard to like hear myself talk as is and if i've had a few i don't want to hear that yeah and everyone had stuffy either. noses um, um but, <laughs> but like uh it's funny because yeah i was talking to jace about that my friend jace and you know i need to we need to like have him on once which is probably completely you've been saying that forever just fucking do it dummy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> god but but you and I, I hey look i got a lot of things that i ought to do okay yeah hey i, I hear but that i love jace and one day yeah it's but yeah like, we watched we watched like the icp live um and you know the the icp live at woodstock 99 has this like sync error like syncing the audio right uh with the pay-per-view and the live performance so it's extra bonkers it's like of all the performances to have this like audio mishap it's icp so jason and i were watching ICP at Woodstock 99, just like cackling like hyenas. Like, this is, I can't <laughs> believe, you know. And, I remember, and you knew all, you knew so much about, you were already like, you're like, boom, Woodstock 99. Yeah, I'm fucking there. You know what dude, I mean? Like, you're ready to go. I I, I remember when we started doing, because with Woodstock, with Podcast 99, if you guys haven't listened to it, like the first couple episodes are, are us talking like like the first one, we kind of set the stage, like our mission statement, if you will. Then the second episode is the history of Woodstock. So we, we cover the original one and then 94 quite a bit. And then the third one is like laying the groundwork. And then I think episode four is day is the pre-show. Like so then we start doing music and we watched every single set um, of every performer that played um, mine with the exception right, of the right. emerging artist stage, which which we you can't find footage of except for that band full devil jacket but um like right. I, I remember you know a, a lot of it's so basic and like it was so fun to like make fun of that stuff and like and just do like mystery science theater kind of like for that but i yeah. remember the yeah. the absolute highlight being getting to wyclef jean and being like mm -hmm. oh fuck like i like dude like because when you think of Woodstock 99, you're thinking, obviously, like, the big ones. You know, you're thinking Kid Rock, Limp Bizkit, Corn. Like, those are the big three. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and everyone's yeah. seen those clips. But there's so many acts that played. And when you watch all of them, I mean, first of all, it makes you go crazy. But uh, second yeah. of all, like, there's just so many hidden gems. But, um, I mean, as we started getting further along, like, I knew I wanted to do another podcast. And we would talk about other things that we could do. And... You know, again, Anna Nicole was kind of one of my first big ideas. I wanted to call the show Pickles, Pills, and Playboy. Um, mm, but then yeah, I was like, yeah. that's not <laughs> enough. And then, like, we would think of other shit and, like, other scandals. And, like, every idea, like, almost at least, like, the first few episodes of Culture Dumps, like, those could have all been, like, a single show, like, that we would have just done on that. But we would have run out, you know. And so it became this this thing. But um, going way back, I mean, you and I have known each other since, like, 2008, Long yeah, we time. did. We met in 2008 uh, via a mutual friend. I mean, it was your friend that, you know, became my friend. Um, yeah, it's my Alan friend. First. Athens, Georgia. Yeah, is your friend first. Your friend first. Okay. <laughs> ow, ow. Your friend first. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, um, uh, but yeah, and that was that was also I mean, I think that was part of it is that you know, we met a very long time ago and then through music, we kind of reconnected. Well, and you um, and I, and we, we really like freestyle rapping. And so like that, that's when I knew. <laughs> yeah. And we're really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I am. We're not, Fuck it. But, I stand by that. You know, I, you're, no. <laughs> yeah. You're, no, you're, you're good, good too. You you're got good. your, you got like a very yeah, unique we, style, but we're not going to go too far into, into our rap gonna, career. Yeah. I mean, Ryan's good with punchlines. I 
my best strength is I don't stop. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm a sprinter. You're a marathon man, dude. Whether or not that's good or not. Um, like I'm doing, but, I'm doing like the 50 yard dash and you're doing like a fucking like triathlon, like, <laughs> like you're fucking going for it, dude. Um, yeah, but, but that, I'm I mean, so, so tortoise. we always clicked though. Like we had the same sense of humor and stuff and like that, that's what, that's what kept it going. But also during podcast 99, like all this 90 shit, you know, would, would come up and we're like, Oh fucking like that thing. Like, Oh, yeah. like look at that Darth Maul bong that they're selling there. Mm. Or like, like it just all, all these things that could be culture dumps like started and like we, I'd want to get more into that you know and and that's kind of where it where it came yeah um, I think like I think that it's fair to say that there's at least sort of like two general sort of categories of cultural commentary there's very current stuff where you're kind of like this YouTube comedian you know Brendan Shaw made a terrible comedy album and then Sometimes I watch that stuff and I'm like, I don't even know who these people are, but I'm watching people commenting on all these like very current like podcasters and shit. Yeah. And then there's like, well, I feel like we definitely fall into like a more of a like nostalgia type thing because also then at that time, uh, not I mean, 90s, certain elements of 90s style and music were coming back. But then, you know, obviously I think Nirvana has been a pretty timeless uh, act. I felt like in the mid 2010s or whatever, there seemed to be like a lot of like grungy kind of bands. Oh, it's huge right now like too, coming yeah. around. Um, but then sort of at the end, like 2019 era, when it was like 20 years from 1999, then there was this kind of like new metal revival that happened. So then that was really kind of like perfectly going in with do us doing the podcast. I'm also in a Limp Bizkit cover band yes. called Pimp Trisket. Uh, we played <laughs> yeah. a show with Podcast 99, so there's a little uh, incest there. Um, well, and when we did our show in L.A., um, fucking uh, Ass Life did a whole new metal cover set. You yeah, know, and, and I did, Chad... I did break stuff with uh, Yeah, Chad Fierstad from, from that band, uh, also a.k.a. Chad Alva of the adult film industry. Um, he... Uh, he threw like a new metal night and like, it, which was fucking sick. He did like a few of them. It's called, I think it was called new direction, but, um, mm. yeah, it, but yeah, it's like <laughs> a whole thing. A, wait, that's the, uh, God, the, a pickup artist episode. That's that guy, Ross. What's his face? Uh, he's when he does the interview with Louis Thoreau and he says new direction. Oh my God. And he's like, oh, because, new direction. because oh, the ladies God. think, and now I just realized that this that Ross dude has like infected my brain. Yeah, he got because you, dude. You said you said new direction. He picked you and up. I thought new direction. So he could have put <laughs> he could have picked me up just then. Um, <laughs> he got you, dude. That's so funny. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so you know we had a ton of different ideas, and, and then we just decided, well, let's just do all of them. And so we came like I I, I somewhere I have the original list of like names because Culture Dumps wasn't like the first one that that we thought of. I can't think of a, any of the other ones though. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This but the, um, this I, is I, the good one. This I is did have um, I did make like the the theme song that we use or like our, our theme at the beginning, the intro. That's um, my girlfriend's dad playing the piano. I got him all. He's a He's a professional pianist. He plays and he he does like a he plays at piano bars and cruise ships and shit. Like he's like a lounge guy. But I got him wasted and I was like, "All right, like now it's time." Like once once he was like fucking up, like I was like, "Okay, now let's record this." And he's like, "Well, what do you mm -hmm. want?" I was like, "I want it to sound like a PBS special, like educational, like kind of shit." Mm -hmm. And that's what you get. And that's the first take. And he was like, he <laughs> begged me. He still fucking begs me to like do it good. I'm like, "No, dude. Like yeah. no fucking way." Yeah. But I made one yeah. um if I can find it, it'll go right here. Because I look good. You look smell good. I feel good. And you sing good. And make love good. Oh. The action never ends when the hottest real school girls hit the beach by day and the wildest parties by night. The new swing movement was born on the streets of San Francisco. These are emo scene kids, but if you're over 25, you've probably never heard of them. Want some money? Like my body? Beanie Babies are dead. It's over. December 31st. Millennium. No more Beanie Babies. 
But um, I made like a beat and then I had like a bunch of clip like samples of like shit that we were going to cover in the show. But I think it was too soon because like oh, some of that stuff we haven't even yeah. gotten to yet. Um, but I, I, I have that I somewhere. That. But now it's a whole thing. I mean, you know, we, we've done live shows and uh, we have a store, you know, culturedumps.bigcartel.com where we sell yeah. collectibles and dump related things, merch, stuff like that. We're going to have shirts soon, I swear. Um, and, you know, all of our spinoffs on Patreon, Ryan's Report, Squirts being the biggest, um, WDUMP, the Brown Sound, uh, <laughs> which is Parks' uh, like radio show, um, plus uh, DocuDumps where I review documentaries. I mean, it's a whole it's a whole thing, and it's it's cool. Like we, I feel like we've really created a brand, albeit modest and small in stature. It's it's ours, mm-hmm. and and I I like that, yeah. and, I, and I appreciate everyone like getting into it. Like, oh, is this a dump? Like, I like that we have like. You know, like, yeah, I, I knew that we were doing good when some I saw someone in the comments or like in a review referred to us as the boys. And I feel like as <laughs> like, if you're doing a podcast, yeah. like once they're like, oh, the boys are going to talk about this. Like, that's when you've like you're in podcast world now. Like when when listeners start referring to you guys as the boys, like yeah. <laughs> all, all the greats have that, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. And uh, that makes me think of um, Eastbound and Down. Um, when I think when Kenny Powers has returned from Mexico and he goes back to the bar, oh. with, is, is it with Clegg? Yeah, Clegg. They're like, do, <laughs> they're doing blow, and Clegg's like, you want to go like see JB and the boys this summer, <laughs> which um is a widespread panic reference. I didn't even know. Like, and I'm there. Widespread panics from Georgia, and I didn't even know that he that was like a deep. Like a deep, widespread panic reference. Dude, the, um, he, he mentions them a lot. In the first episode, he's like, yeah, I basically toured around with widespread for like five years. He's like, oh, I never got into him. He's like, I'll burn you a CD. Just the choice nugs, though. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. But um, let, let's so let, let, I want to talk about um, kind of what goes into doing uh, an episode. Um, our most exhaustive episodes, like at least for me, because um, I mean we both, you know, Parks leads episodes. I, I tend to lead m- the majority of them, um, and we have different styles. Like Parks likes to have like a, a note outline, whereas I like to write out a script. Um, I feel like it keeps me from saying like and uh. That's the only reason why I write it out. I swear to God, that, re- that yeah. is it. That that's the only that reason. Create large amounts of time where we don't say like or uh. I mean, I need to go to a freaking you know a public speaking <laughs> finishing school or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking cotillion. Daisy of love or no? What was the other one? <laughs> Charm school. Oh, Charm dude, school. fucking. The big news, dude! Fucking, uh, I found Daisy. So her real name, I think it's it's like Vanessa, uh, Vanessa De La Hoya. I think it's Vanessa. I'm I'm totally blowing this now. But uh, I found her on Instagram, like her personal one, and she fucking went and like deep liked a couple of my photos. Uh huh. Yeah, like, dude, like she had to scroll, dude. It, are you sure it's not a one one hundred and ten percent, dude? Because she like posts videos of herself you- crying and shit. Okay. <laughs> That's how you know, bro. <laughs> I just don't want you to be like in a month like, dude, I have no I sent money. her like 5,000 bucks. All, yeah. I, I, yeah. She said she was stranded in in Russia. Nigeria. Need, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get um, I get Nigerian prince scammed from a Daisy of Love. And that that dude, you want the quickest way to pry my wallet out of my hands? Act like Daisy from Daisy of Love. I will hand it over to you. Um, but the most exhaustive uh, episodes that we did, um, I would say Beanie Babies is probably number one so far, um, that at least uh, that, that we've come out with. Because, you know, I, I read the whole book and you had to do I had to do a lot of fucking digging for that. It was three episodes. It's a lot of fucking writing. And also like something ha- like there's this thing that happens when you're doing uh, research like we do, like this deep dive kind of shit where you get the story, like the bulk of the story, and then you find this like obscure other like resource of material that completely contradicts what you just had. Or, or like the story's being told one way, and then you find an interview with this like sideline character uh, of the story, and yeah. they have a totally different perspective, and like you have to work mm-hmm. that in. And no, in no case was that more true than with Beanie Babies. Um, but it's like yeah. one of my favorites that we've ever done. You know, I think a lot of people would say that. Yeah. I um the Beanie Babies and and wait didn't that movie just come out finally? Yeah, the Beanie Bubble and actually so um on. Are you gonna review that? 
Yeah, I got to see it. But yeah, um, actually, yeah. so Zach we, we were we, we worked on a documentary about about Woodstock '99, and um, through that, I got some pitch opportunities for other documentaries, and we wrote up a thing about a Beanie Baby documentary, and then it turned out that HBO was already doing one, which just so happened to have been done by the director of the Woodstock movie that we would worked on. Mm-hmm. We had no idea. Um, called Beanie Mania. But, dude, on fucking Amazon Prime right now, there's a new Beanie Baby documentary that unfortunately is much better. Uh, it's called The Beanie Bubble, and that shit is fucking... Mm. Cre- it's it's insane. because the, the, well, the movie... Is called Beanie Bubble. Right. I think the documentary is, the documentary is too. Also. Let's see. Uh, That's too many beanies, too many bubbles. I know. No, um, no, it's it's the it's the Beanie Bubble. Yeah, it, it's called the Beanie oh, Bubble. Oh, you're right. Yeah, but okay, it, it's good, so. dude. It's uh, it's way more like American movie, fucking like ultra real kind of shit. You know, like very cringe. Um, but yeah, no, the movie's coming out or came out, and uh, Zach Galifianakis plays Ty Warner. And I guess the film really kind of is centered around all the women that that he ripped off, uh, ideas and money wise and everything else. So the, that that should be good. Um, I know you know someone that worked on it, right? Like they sent you that video of like a behind the scenes mm. shit, like, yeah. a long time ago. That was like two years ago. Yeah. They, well, that was what's interesting is they filmed it. I want to say two years ago, and obviously there was a you know, oh no, just a year ago. Um, but yeah, they did film it in Atlanta, and I. Um, it uh it was like a scene of just it seemed like a giant kind of shipping truck 18 wheeler right that i guess was filled with beanie babies and it crashes and you know the beanies fly everywhere it seems like a pretty fun thing to film yeah um, and that actually happened the person um, sourcing those beanies like all right i gotta get like all these beanie babies for yeah exactly for like i can just see like like the guy being just be careful with them they're they're gonna be worth something <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. They're um, not <laughs> the guy who the guy who want. It's a it's directed by two people. One of the guys who directed it is the singer. Speaking of dumps, perhaps uh, the singer of OK Go, which was huh. that treadmill band. Oh yeah, the, the tread, tre- yeah the which, Rube Goldberg test band. They did the Rube. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, basically because the treadmill video was so popular, it kind of said like, okay, every one of our videos now has to be like it has to top the it other. Has to be a thing. And yeah. They, and they ended up making that other one with like it was a four minute long Rube Goldberg machine, which was you know, which was also you know, their music videos are are very entertaining. I don't give a shit about the band, but I will watch the I videos. Will, yeah, and I mean, I did. I'm maybe because I was thinking of Beanie Bubble, but I did rewatch that treadmill uh, video and of OK Go. What was it called? Like here it goes again or something yeah. uh blanking on the name of the song at the very moment but i think it's interesting that that video and that style because when did that come out like 2010 or 11 Fuck me that is that is such that is like feels very like dumpy in a way it's like early youtube grainy you know cam it's crazy how much nicer cameras have gotten in the last 10 years yeah, yeah. um where like you can I mean, obviously, there's always been nice cameras, but you had to be much more of like a professional or like shelling out this money to do it. And so doing these like low budget videos was a huge part of like going viral well, uh, and for YouTube back in, you know, 10, 12 years ago. I you mean, know, that low w- budget was a big part of it. That was a time, too. when like now they, they kind of cracked the code. Um, on how to make money in, in music again, <laughs> you know, but like, and like right. with music, like, but there really wasn't a point to make music videos. So you saw like this rise of like indie music videos and like, like it just being a way to promote the band, which is what the original intent was, you know, and, and it was more so to get you to notice the band rather than to promote the album. Um, so you would have like this crazy music. Oh, it's the band from that video. You know what I mean? Like it's weird. Like there was like a music video resurgence, but like when, but it it didn't really have like product placement or anything like that, like backing it. I don't even know why motherfuckers make music videos anymore, unless you're like doing some okay go shit where you're just gonna go viral with it. You know, it, it was making music videos with the intent of blowing up on the internet, which was a new thing at that time. You know, it's interesting because I I also feel the same same way. I I almost never watch music videos these days, but one of my really good friends. Uh, does and I think it's because they they're they were sort of explained to me it's just like if they're a really big fan of that artist they essentially still follow the like oh this is another chance for that artist to like express themselves visually um but I was like damn you 
be watching music videos. I think the last music video <laughs> I watched was like Cash In, Cash Out, which was a really cool music. It was Pharrell and uh, uh, Tyler, the Creator, and 21 Savage. And that video was because it kind of had that thing where it was like, this is a very interesting concept where it had the um oh they use this really well old, tyler the creator has zo- great music zootrope videos. zootrope zootrope inspired style right yeah i mean tyler like, the creator's videos are always are always pretty sick um yeah. he, he's a very talented young man um but uh he, he, there, but. <laughs> also fucking no, 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 he's great. Uh, I, I, like I, I have this scar on my hand from from a fourth of july when i hung out with all the odd future guys like right when they got signed and like were blowing up like i think it was right before like um uh that the famous video like the black and white one where he hangs himself at the end oh yeah yeah, yeah um like it was like right before that 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 came out yeah yeah and uh they all came out like they were friends with a couple of my buddies like one of my friends was their photographer and they came out to my hometown and they're like oh fuck like this is like ideal shit this is like where i wish i grew up like and uh they bought like hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of fireworks and we took them up to this place to shoot them off and one fell over and like started a fire and like we could see like all the cops and like fire trucks coming in the distance. We're like, Oh fuck. So like everyone ran and I hopped a fence. And when I pushed myself up on the fence, I just ripped my hand open and like blood was like pouring out, dude, I still have this nasty scar, but I always remember that 4th of July because of the scar. Um, but anyways, um, other episodes that were pretty, uh, pretty gnarly to take on like Millie Vanilli, which was our second and third episode. And that was Mm kind of, that was definitely one of the first ideas that we had, um, as far as a culture, it's like a perfect dump. Mm -hmm. Um, they have a documentary coming out and a movie, um, by the way, um, so that that I can't wait for that. And and now actually, I just saw because um, Cardi B was playing a show in Vegas, and like people were throwing water on her. Like she asked for it at first, like like throw some water on me, and then someone got too crazy with it, and so she threw her microphone back. But when she throws it, the the song is still going, and it's like. I'm sorry, dude. Like, have you not been to a fucking rap concert in the last fucking 10 years? Like, they all have just their track playing, like, except uh-huh. for, like, ICP or, like, Lil Mystery. <laughs> like, so, wait, are, so are you saying people are... They're, they're uh, saying, like, like oh, wow, she's she lip syncing. Yeah, mm. exactly. And, like, there, there was even, like, a Millie Vanilli, like, comparison. So, I mean, I'm looking at this Cardi B. I think people... It's maybe not so much the lip syncing as the fact that she has this huge microphone and she, like overhand it, yeah. throws it at the fan yeah she's due being being charged with assault Car- cardi doesn't play though like that's her whole thing is like I yeah feel like she I used to drug fuck- guys and rob them fuck with her yeah she's a fucking that's criminal a movie, <laughs> yeah like yeah. Can you, you, you know what though it's like I, there's worse things you could do to someone if you drug them. So whatever, uh, good on her, I guess. But um, yeah, so Millie Vanilli, that was a big one because that was that's when I really like started getting my wings as far as like how the show was gonna be and how I wanted to write a script and like how that was gonna how that was gonna go. But uh, I mean, we we pretty much were like harsh on shit for a while. But like some of like a, one of the episodes that I think about a lot uh, that I'm fairly proud of um, is the is episode. Because is the like is. there is a lot of low hanging fruit jokes that could have been made and I'm like and we didn't not because a we just didn't want to it just didn't wasn't even something that crossed my mind, but um, you know it was like a challenge because it's like how like we're called culture dumps like you know that that that's been the bane of of, of our existence in, in in some ways because like some people haven't wanted to be interviewed like we almost had an interview with uh, uh the guy that was in the Barney suit David uh whatever his face the tantric sex guy but like the name mm-hmm. of the show deterred him and like that happens sometimes because they kind of just know like oh I'm coming on this show that's about how stupid this pop culture stuff was but with yeah. you know but that's not that's not necessarily the case and like with no. is like he was so solid and like such a talent and like. It's he's just such a thing, you know, that I wanted to do an episode about him. But like he was he was solid, brother. You know what I mean? Like he was a fucking great guy. So like <laughs> it, it's it, it, sometimes it's like a yeah. Sinead O'Connor episode, too. It's like sometimes it's more difficult to do an episode where we don't necessarily like hate <laughs> the thing, you know, or, sure. or if we really like it. You I know? mean, like with Anne Nicole yeah. Smith, like that's why it's taken me a yeah. hundred episodes to want to do because right. I wanted to make sure like I knew how to do it. Like, and it's taken me forever yeah. to write the why is she a dump? Like I've, I've redone, I've rewritten it like five or six times. I mean, 
I do remember. I remember the Sinead. You definitely did not. You were not a fan of her music. I remember that part. Though. Well, I just wasn't as big of <laughs> a fan your, as you. But no, the, nothing compared you got to you your is amazing. Jokes in. Well, she did I a rap about the potato famine, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I love the potato rap. Lest we forget. Um, all right. Um. Yeah, and you know it's funny because I, now I'm I'm thinking about the like. Oh yeah, the boys. You know, we're two guys. That's that's what the podcast is. <laughs> that's and for I think sure. That we like to. We like to keep it because I, I think that it feels if to get a little meta, it's like a little in between, you know, it. I don't want to just do two dudes talking about whatever, you know, like, which is the very popular just format. Two, just of guys podcasts. being dudes. What's better you than know, this? That. But then also sometimes I don't want those like overly produced um very re the, some of the overly produced research type of i call it sort of like the npr type podcast right well i mean okay like so I feel it's, like it's a little it's a little in between right it's no we do secret a little, we that... do some research we also do some we'll throw in a Riff. joke yeah ever you know yeah it, it's i i always say it's a like we are a research-based comedy podcast that that's that's it and i mean I, I've I have no problem saying this. I mean, like I definitely was inspired by, uh, particularly with our live shows and how we do that, because um, we do like slides and like it's it's multimedia, and um and all that. And then there's also like a prop element because I'll bring like you know we, we did the the most tragic Beanie Babies at our last one, and I had all those Beanie Babies, you know. Mm. Um, but last podcast on the left, man, like those guys are the kings of of yeah. of this yeah, style. I mean, obviously they big do big true crime and paranormal stuff, mm -hmm. um, and that that's not our our game. Um, I, I, you know, people ask me all the time why I didn't want to do a true crime podcast. And it's a, because the best ones have already been done. B, I worked at the fucking museum of death for a decade. Like I wrote to serial killers. I wrote to fucking I wrote to Jared Fogle for fuck's sake. Like I've done true crime. You know what I mean? Like I lived it like essentially. Yeah. It's I, time I, to, yeah. You yeah, just want I'd, to like move on to something. I'd way rather talk about Osiris D threes than fucking Ted Bundy. Um, or, or talk right. about Ted Bundy while wearing Osiris D3s. But um, another one <laughs> that I felt like, because I think you were the one that did all the research for it, but go ask Alice. That, okay. mm, Anyone where we yeah. have to read a whole book. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even yeah. though that, even though right, that book right. is aimed at 13 year olds. And I was like, I was right, like, dude, right. I can't believe I read that book in two days. It's like, I yeah, will say, get, yeah. <laughs> I think that there is definitely certain elements to the 90s or the 2000s, especially like, the um, reality TV show boom comes to mind that are definitely kind of, you know, falling into some uh, trends at the moment uh, in terms of just the way this sort of like 20 year nostalgia cycle happens. Um, but I love like the Go Ask Alice. I thought that's random, one of my favorites. Like, it was so, uh, it's so 60s good. 60s ones. Uh, that one I was really happy with because, I mean, I do think that a lot of people are like, oh, my God, like that fucking book, you know? Yeah, um, I, I work uh, at my day job. I work at a, another museum now. Um and uh, I work with this one girl. She's like 24, you know, so like I'm about 10 years older than her. And um, mm -hmm. like I, like and, and this other girl who's around the same age. And I was like, oh, like, like we we're talking about YA novels and stuff like the book Speak. Right comes to mind which they made a movie with uh, Kristen Stewart one. it's about a, a girl starting school and during the summer she was raped and uh, oh, like okay. and, and, and no one knows and the guy's there and he like teases her like he's like like she's like the ugly art kid and she's like yeah but mm. no one knows that you wanted me so bad blah blah it's, it's really fucked up but they knew that and I was like oh or like go ask Alice and I'm like, right. I'm like trying to explain it and like, but event, but then I showed them the cover and they're like, Oh fuck. They're like, yes. Like, so every, it, it yeah. resonates still, you know, you, you broke through, you made it. You were like, probably I was, dude, I was grasping at fucking <laughs> old man straws, uh, dude. I, I had that moment with, um, goosebumps, the choose your own nightmare. I was drawing a bit, uh, my audience was drawing a big blank with the Goosebumps <laughs> Choose Your Own Nightmare. And I was just like, I, I, mean, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I remember the one with the monkey on the cover. It was like a chimp in a lab. That was like for the first one of those. But, um, uh, well, got, also, what it's you gotta funny. do is you just and don't, don't let them embarrass you. You just gotta be like, listen here, young blood. Yeah. You gotta, yeah. What, you what you, like, what you youngins can't... know about this? <laughs> yeah, he's that, dude. I am so that guy. I need a rocking chair, fool. Like I've been that guy fucking forever. Like my my buddies, uh, he, he would always introduce me to his friends. Like he, he's in kind of like a influencer type world, and uh, mm -hmm. you know, so I'm like I'm like a fucking freak show to these guys, and uh, he'd always be like, "Yeah, this is my buddy Ryan. He knows everything." And like I would just, he just like did, like, like he's like, dude, what do you know about? Uh, 
fucking again, he would just name some arbitrary pop culture shit. And I'd be like, oh, well, that's fucking blah, blah, blah. And like these guys would just think I was like some fucking guru of bullshit. Um, but yeah. oh, also, you know, what, yeah. you know, what's funny is those girls that I was just talking about. They were like, I was telling them, oh, yeah, I watch Euphoria, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, really? Like, they're like, I always think it's funny when like older dudes like watch that show because it's just like teen girl drama and like, you know, like teens having sex and doing drugs and stuff. And I was like, listen, kids. I had the movie Kids, you know what I mean? Like, like we had fucking right. like we had some serious shit that you don't even fucking know about. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll take, I'll also, see, I'll see your euphoria, and I'll raise you a Harmony Korine Larry Clark film. Also, I just want to say the guy who created Euphoria, Sam Levinson, is like a forty-year-old man. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's the guy who created the show. You know oh what I mean? My God. You know, one thing uh, real quick about this is a hard segue, but one thing about doing this show that you guys don't get is uh, all the times that shit gets fucked. Like uh, it, it, we've run into so many problems Technical doing this issues. episode. It's and this is supposed to be an easy one. Um, but <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Um, another uh, episode that we did that I felt was fairly exhausting, but like unintentionally exhausting was the of love shows like the flavor of love, rock of love mm. uh, two parter, because yeah. I had to watch them all, which by no means is something that I wouldn't have done anyways. But like (laughs) sometimes in life you you do things and you don't know why. And then one day it all clicks. It's like, why did I watch all those shows? Like all every season, because I was going to do culture dumps eventually, dude. (laughs) It, the, of love, the rock of love, um, flavor of love and all the, uh, spinoffs. I mean, they weren't thinking about, they were just trying to pump them out. And so anyone who's trying to make the foolish task of trying to connect the dots and create a an of love family tree, it's it's a big headache. Yeah, it's but we did headache. it. We did yeah, it. But it, it, that is a labor intensive. I mean, uh, and those those shows are very funny. And then at some point they hit a hard like your brain just turns into gelatin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, my, and my brain's a jello like, shot in Cancun, baby. You're just like, damn, I can't. I don't know what's happening anymore. Yeah, so. well, uh, I mean, I'll say this. Like, another good one that you did that I know you put a lot of work into is the pickup artist one. I mean, that that was a lengthy fucking episode, and you found <laughs> – I mean, you, you're still <laughs> fucked up from that. Yeah, yeah, Ro- Ross Jeffries, that was his name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, and mystery and all that. But um, yeah, I, that's like a darker one, you know, a darker dump. Well, I, one of the darkest dumps that we did, which I, which I thought was, it was kind of hard to research because, like, it, it's really hard researching like internet lore. But when we did mm. Mac Tonight, like, and I had to, like, I mean, th- right. that took me to places like the Daily Stormer and shit, like straight up like white yeah. power stuff. And I was just like, fuck, yeah. like it was, it was so dark. But I, but I mean, and like we said, like it didn't start that way. Like Mac, Mac Tonight became like a funny internet thing, and then it turned mm-hmm. dark, uh, much like Pepe the Frog. And like, which could also be a dump. Um, there's a great documentary about that called "Feels Good Man," which I highly recommend. Um, it kind of shows you the yeah, evolution yeah, of, of it, yeah, yeah. Of like a, a fun meme turned cool. hate hate symbol. Um, but yeah, it brought me mm-hmm. to like the darkest corners of the troll land internet. Um, but you know, it, it, besides that, I mean, like some of my personal favorites, like I really liked Balloon Fest. I thought Disco Demolition was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I, like, I like so, some stories Demolition. I like telling just because I like knowing that we, in our own small way, made like a quintessential guide, like the Martha Wash CNC Music Factory thing. Like I felt like that's like like if you want to know that story, like I feel like we did that shit like complete, you know, and like mm-hmm. there's just cer- certain episodes that we've done. There's um, certain, yeah, there's, you know, there's like pods the, that too, falls, you know, that falls into like kind of the is or for me, even Sinead O'Connor, where it's like sometimes someone who is maybe it's like, let's give this person their due. Like they had this moment of being in the spotlight, which is a huge part of the dump. And then you kind of get into the obscurity. And sometimes these people, you know, deserve to have more, you know, fame and recognition like Martha Wash or uh Sinead O'Connor um or Scatman John right. oh Scatman, Scatman John, dude yeah that, that was a great one um and then sometimes it's like the Beanie Babies where it's like yeah this guy is like probably obscuring himself for his own reasons <laughs> because yeah. he's like a super uh weird guy um or uh 
Like they're just they're not always like the the best characters either. Right. And some sometimes I mean I like also really like our people. our first episode. I thought I thought our first episode was like a perfect way to kick it off. And like I mean there's not a single episode of Culture Dumps that I I can't listen to because like I cringe too hard. Like, um, you know, like on like Podcast Ninety Nine because by the time we started it, like we had like a format down. But I thought Hands Across mm-hmm. America is like a great one. Also, all the food ones I, I've loved. Um, but I mean, one of the cool things about this show, it's like we interview people on Podcast Ninety Nine, but that's just, it's so you know, it's obviously about one thing. Uh, whereas on this show, like we had fucking Valerie Jones on and like, I know that, yeah, we've had like Academy Award nominated directors and like we had Celia Anaskovich on, you know, very accomplished director and producer Dave Cyrus, you know, fucking, you know, SNL writer, like, you know, Emmy Award nominated motherfucker. Like we've had some, but Valerie Jones to me was my favorite interview that, that I've ever done because she created fucking true crime cards, like serial killer trading right. cards. Like it's amazing. Like that's so like I, true crime in there. You know. Right. Yeah. I mean, I and she also did the AIDS awareness cards and stuff. And like, I just think that like people like that, I love having on the show. And I love that we have a show now that I can really like we can stretch out and do these different things. Like you had the what, what and the butt guy. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, Mike Stasny, yeah. yeah like that's um, fucking killer shit, dude. I actually just had a moment where I met one of the most annoying people in my life. And I found out that he had gone to Woodstock 99 and I was like, I can't, I can't like, I don't, yeah. I do not want to. I've definitely passed on this, per- this person because <laughs> they are pissing me off so much right now. Dude, you know who uh, I loved that we I interviewed? Like, I just don't think this is going to, I don't want to do this. Right. And I was right. like, he was kind of telling these stories in a way that I was like, I don't know. I feel like this guy might be like embellishing shit. Right. Too. So, well, dude, I mean, well, as far as podcast 99 goes, I mean, maybe this is a, a, a conversation for, for that show. But like my favorite guy, well, uh, fuck. I mean, the, the Boston brothers, it doesn't it does not get better than those guys. Uh, yeah. Th- those guys are the best. Ryan's but, inter- Ryan's done. There's been so many good interviews. Those ones uh, like those two guys, though, dude, like it like I, I, I really slack off now on finding more people because I like I just don't think it can get better than those guys. But um, I love the guy that that was the door guy. What was his name Matt? Uh, at at at, at the venue that yes. we we performed at. Yeah, Matt at the Earl in Atlanta. Yeah, that legend. guy. Legend, East yeah. Atlanta legend, right there. The best part wasn't even the interview. It was it was, and I I I definitely was uh, under the influence for that interview. Uh, I was really kind of getting to the mindset of Woodstock '99. But the best part was afterwards when we asked him if he knew any good strip clubs, and he's like. I've been to, if not worked, at every <laughs> yeah. strip club in Atlanta. And I was like, yeah. dude, like that's so good. Uh, we will return to our Atlanta strip club story in the next episode, though, um, because it, I, I, there's a very, <laughs> very good tie-in with uh, with strip clubs. But, um, you know, yeah, the, the interviews are great. Like, I, I was so stoked to get to interview Eddie Schmidt. Like, we're always looking for more people. I've, I've been trying to get um, – there's a couple of people that I, I have lined up. Um, but I, that's fun. But also getting to have our friends on, you know, like – one of us can't do it like you had your buddy on for the xfl episode because neither of us knew enough about sports to yeah. properly cover that you know right max, like max yeah and like i just want to say thank you to all those people you know eric d of meth syndicate of course audra zadora courtney williams adam papagan i mean they like uh, kaylin uh fuck dude i mean it, it, it goes on like it's it's just this is just a really fun show to do so i just wanted to say from the heart of my bottom you know, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, thank you <laughs> yeah. to all the guest hosts, like all the interview subjects, you know. all like the listeners that are Patreon subscribers, like fucking thank you so much. Like it really does mean a lot. And, you know, we don't do we, we don't have much luck with ads. Uh, Magic Mind right, dropped right. us after they found out that I was including them in a bum fights episode, um, which you want to talk hard research, dude. That was some that was hard shit to, to get get that story yeah. straight. But yeah, you know, just thank you to everyone that that's that's been a part of it, and you know, you guys listening are the biggest part of it, to to be quite honest. Matt so. Matt Matt B Davis from Atlanta. Matt B uh, Davis, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, he's know, got he's got a documentary he just put out too. My mom listening to uh, pretty much every episode. Thank you, Mama. Yeah. Oh, and also so. shout outs to to Mel Lerag, you know, our our, our, our part time uh, research assistant. Uh, ha- haven't had to employ her services in, in a while, but uh, now that our Patreon's doing okay, now I can uh, bring her back on because we do pay, folks. <laughs> it's not like yeah. you know, we, we n- n- nothing comes for free. Um, but you know, uh, 
Thank you. You know, n- next episode is going to be episode 100, Anna Nicole Smith part one. I can't fucking wait. It's We're been gearing up. It's it's finally years. Like this, yeah, I mean, there's one other major kind of anticipatory dump that will happen at a later time, but this this one's been a long. Well, time what, Woodstock '94. Liberace, baby. Oh, Liberace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Woodstock '94 yeah. too. Well, now, we well, that, that's the thing. It's time to just like let the birdie fly. Yeah. Now so. that we've hit 100, now all these ones that like the PMRC and fucking yeah, Liberace and Nicole Smith, they're the uh, American Gladiators. Like they're like we have heavy hitters yeah. coming um, because now like I'm not saving anything. You know what I mean? Like after 100, like fuck it. You know, it's like let's just the gloves let's just are do the off big... is what he's saying. The yeah, gloves are off. Yeah, dude, the the dump is being taken. Um, so, folks, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Culture Dumps. You can always email us at culturedumps at gmail.com. Send us suggestions. That's how we do get uh, ideas, you know, a lot of the time. So we appreciate that and, and any feedback, of course. Leave a review if you're listening to this on Spotify or on uh, Apple Podcasts. Whatever you're listening to it on, you know, rate it, leave a review, share it with your friends. That's the best thing you can do. Um, also, you know, of course, patreon.com slash culture dumps for all of our bonus content culture dumps.bigcartel.com if you want to own a piece of history or uh, just support us in that way and uh, get a little something for yourself um, we'll be back soon with with more dumps uh, I'm Ryan Lichten I'm Parks Miller keep on dumping <laughs>